For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Fix Your Sciatica podcast, where we meet with experts and clients and discuss how to manage your sciatica and low back pain without the use of medications or surgery. I'm your host, Dr. Ashley Mack, and I'm a physical therapist as well as the founder of iFixYourSciatica.com, a go-to resource for pain management. Throughout the 10 years working as a rehab professional, as well as being someone in the fitness industry, I've come to make some really fantastic relationships uh, with many amazing and interesting people. And today's guest um, is a really good dear friend of mine that I met a few years back, and she had the opportunity to um, work with me when it comes to the pain that she was experiencing. And um, not only was this special because I was able to help her, but also she is a fitness professional herself. And I find that she found some, or she can provide some really great insight into what it's like working with us, but then also some key points to dealing with uh, pain on a long-term basis. So today I have Rebecca Boscovic of The Fittest Me. Rebecca, how are you doing today? Great, Ashley. Thank you so much for having me here. It's great that you have a podcast. You know, I think back to some of our early days of conversations and, uh, you know, our FaceTime calls or just having a good old fashioned phone call. And uh, one of the things I just love about our conversations is that they're always so real. They're so grounded in, in being truly ourselves. That's one of the things I love about you is you're very authentic and your voice comes true through. So I love that you have this podcast as a way to get your voice out there for the people who need to hear your message. Oh, well, Rebecca, I really appreciate that. That's really sweet of you. Um, yeah, I wanted to be able to create a platform where I can communicate with people. I know I can write or I think I can write, um, but being able to have real conversations is one of the great things. And I'm so thankful that we've been able to stay in touch over the past. I mean, I think it's been about six years since we like since we first met, which is so cool. Wow, <laughs> it's been a long time. That's great. Yeah. So and just to tell the listeners a little bit about myself, uh, as you said, I'm a fitness professional as well. And here I am in my garage uh, studio. I'm a personal trainer as well as a uh, nutrition coach and a life coach. And I combine all of those three t things together in my business, The Fittest Me. And I, I'm passionate about helping people love the person in the mirror. And that means a whole sort, a whole bunch of different things, depending on what's holding people back in life, right? Loving the person in the mirror is very tightly wound to courage, right? And when we don't feel courageous in our life or there's things that are holding us back, I help people navigate through all of that stuff, whether it's relationships or it's fitness or it's their nutrition, feeling control of our eating so that they can move forward. And once we do that, it ends up translating to loving the person in the mirror. So that's what I'm passionate about in my work. And then as a, as a mom and a wife, I have four kids who are 
every they're all in different grades this year. We've got a college kid, a high school kid, a middle school kid, and a grade schooler. So everyone's thriving in their own ways. They've all got their own niches for how they engage in the world. You know, one's into fashion, one's really into our music, another's into singing. And the, the the other guy does a lot of design work and doing his um his cartooning and anyway, so it's a rich life as a mom. And then I'm married to my best friend and the love of my life who supports me in everything I'm doing. So uh so anyway, I'm glad to be here and um and share in this story about pain because here I am, a fitness professional, in a sense. I have a lot of answers, but I don't have all the answers. And if there's anything I've learned over this past year, and you are one of the components of this past year, <clears throat> is that having key people in our lives to help us address the areas where we don't have the either the knowledge or the accountability is key, right? And you among a handful of people I have in my life who are people I know I can go to for uh, troubleshooting, for looking at things from a different perspective has been really critical for me. And I thought of you when um, I had this persistent lower back pain that really I attribute to stemming from the whole COVID thing and sitting too much. Uh, you know, literally, do you remember there was like a few months where you didn't know if you could leave your house? <laughs> it's hard to believe now, but there was actually a time where like, I thought I had to stay inside. And for somebody who needs to move, that was really problematic. But it cascaded this whole series of events from, you know, all that came out of that year with um, with the, uh, you know, sort of the turmoil, social turmoil that came up, not only me sitting around more, the social turmoil, there's just more fear in the world. And my mind just really grasped hold of that fear. And I think all of my pain kind of accumulated over the next, I think it was two years before I came to you. It just kind of progressively got worse and worse. And um, and I think it's just a combination of, you know, sedentary uh, habits set, settled in. Um, my mindset was geared less towards courage and more towards fear. And that activated like a stress response in me. And then my body, I think, adapted to that stress response. So who knows where it all came from exactly, but I knew that when the time came and it's like, I had done everything I knew how to do to address the pain and I still wasn't getting results. What do I do next? And your name came to my mind. It's like, I've got a physical therapy friend <laughs> who actually does this for a living. And even though my pain wasn't specifically sciatica, I knew that that's just one of your skills. So I knew you would still be able to help me. And um, and we jumped on a call and and in your characteristic style of listening, compassion, uh, tuned into what I was saying, you helped assess me, you know, through some movement patterns and and came up with a prescription for me just like that. And uh, and because consistency is not uh, something I struggle with when it comes to fitness was if someone like you gives me something to do. I'm on it. I, I I I applied what you taught me, and and we only needed one session. I don't know what your typical number of sessions are with people, but that was good for me. It's like I needed the information. I and you touch base with me a few times after that, so I knew you know there was some follow through in the care and how's it going? How are those working for you? I got to ask some questions, uh, but overall, it, it was a really important turning point in me dealing with that pain. 
And, you know, that being said, I'm not a hundred percent past it. I haven't, you know, charged off. I'm not superwoman every day feeling no awareness of that space, but I am, it was a very important part of me gaining hope. Oh, there are answers. Ah, yes. When I do these movements consistently, I am finding some resolution. So that's really important, not only for me, but I'm sure for a lot of listeners, when you've been dealing with some kind of chronic pain for a while, just having hope is very meaningful because like you're not stuck alone. You're not, um, you know, just sort of at the whim of what a potential surgery someday. I mean, that doesn't even feel like an option to me. And, um, and to know that through some very simple, basic movements, I could change my patterns and re-coordinate my body in a way where I eliminate most of that pain. It's priceless, really. So, so thank you. Thank you for all that. We are going to take a quick break to tell you about our awesome new program called the Sciatica Protocol. If you don't have the time to see a professional, but are tired of trying to figure out this recovery on your own, then the Sciatica Protocol is for you. Harness the power of a knowledgeable physical therapist through your phone. It takes no more than seven minutes per day, and it is designed to help you recover as quickly as possible. Now, having an on-demand physical therapist can cost thousands plus hours of sessions. But with the Sciatica Protocol, you'll receive the same, if not better, customized care completely free. And why are we making this program free? Because I believe that everyone deserves to live free from pain without actually having cost be the biggest obstacle. It is simple to start and all you need to do is log into ifixyoursciatica.com forward slash the dash sciatica dash protocol and fill out the nine question quiz to begin. The link for the program is in today's show notes. Well, that was an amazing story and thank you so much for sharing that with uh, the listeners. I think one of the really interesting things throughout all this, there's a, there are a couple of points that I wanted to bring up, but I think one of the biggest things is this concept of uh, courage and fear. Um, because the reality is the fact that when we were coming out of 2020, um, there was a lot of fear um, involved and it, it doesn't even matter like what your stance is on like what 2020 was like, but there was a lot of uncertainty. And the reality is the fact that we face, we all as human beings, um, we all face uncertainty in a variety of ways. Some people can face uncertainty and try to rise to the occasion. There are other people who can have this uncertainty and can present itself in fear. But even that fear itself, that fear, the fear that we experience is a normal process because fear is what protects us from getting eaten by tigers or from getting hurt and injured. So it's a true protective mechanism. And in some cases with the, the human brain is so complex and so beautiful that that fear can actually manifest and uh, manifest and also intensify the true actual pains, physical pains mm -hmm. that we experience mm -hmm. as well. And I think that with your position as a fitness professional, where you have all this knowledge um, for you to be able to go through those solutions, as many solutions as you can by yourself, and then get to a point where you had to say, I need to work with someone. Um, that is a, that is a beautiful thing. And I a hundred percent, hundred percent in agreement with you because that's something that I do um, where I, if I'm kind of sitting there and I can't figure it out, I myself actually will find help. And I think 
there's nothing wrong with seeking out help. So I'm, I'm very excited that we were able to get connected. So, um, one, that was, that was a beautiful thing. Um, and then also two, I think, um, with the, the combination of the length of time that, that you've experienced pain, um, having that sense of hope where you're able to get on with your life and do those activities. The reality is that pain is, is an invisible thing not just like both, both physical pain and emotional and psychological pain. The reality is, is that it's an individualized experience. Um, unless you're actually bleeding from a part of your body, like if you were to scrape your elbow, we as humans can actually hide our pain pretty well. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, we can actually hide our pain pretty well. We can go overcome it. And, um, to a point where, and that pain that we experience uh, is in fact a protective mechanism. Again, it's a way to make sure that we don't harm ourselves more. But mm -hmm. in some cases, when we experience pain for such a long period of time, we can be conditioned to experience that pain. So every time, so say, for example, if we are experiencing pain for a long period of time and we're feeling a little bit better, but for some reason, if we look at the look at this coffee mug, for example, and this coffee mug is tied to a very poor memory. Even just looking at this coffee mug can actually create the, right. the true deep emotional, physical pains that we experience. So there's a lot of things that are at play, but I'm so glad that you're able to experience this hope of being able to um, get back into to doing everything. Um, so let's talk about what, um, some of our big, like some of our interactions, right? We, we had the opportunity as friends to communicate and be in touch with each other pretty regularly. The moment that I put on my, my thinking cap and started um, trying to see what the problem is or how I could help you, tell me a little bit more about like coming into the, like our, our first meeting where we're like, okay, you know, at, like Rebecca, we're going to do this. Um, what were your, what were your expectations um, on that first meeting? Hmm. Oh, that's a great question. I think because I already knew you, I I uh, might not experience the same kind of expectations as maybe somebody who didn't know you personally. Uh, when you know somebody, you're you're kind of used to a certain, I don't know, like a certain handle, a certain way that they operate. So I, and you know, it's not like in the past when we were talking, it's not like we were just talking about the weather or the friends or what's going on in life. You know, oftentimes I'm looking to you for something, you know, maybe help with a process going on in my gym. So I guess in all fairness, uh, my expectations were, I think, fair that they were tuned into who I know you to be. And, and so in that respect, I think coming into our time together, uh, I knew you well enough that you're a consistent guy. I mean, that's just all there is to, you know, in a sense, what you see is what you get with you. And um, so that's a good thing because what you see is a caring person with high skills put together in a helping service uh, that actually transforms people's pain. So <laughs> what's not to like? So in that respect, it's uh, when I, that was my expectation going in and it was met, you know, it was in our time together. I felt like my time was respected. I felt that um, your, uh, you know, those set up with videos was perfectly sufficient for being able to determine what my, uh, 
areas of weakness were where I didn't have weakness, you know, like, yeah, that's not an issue. Yeah, let's look here. I noticed this. I noticed that. Can you try this again? If we do this, how does that influence this? Oh, I see it's easier now, right? Yeah, hey, the pain's already diminished, right? So it's a it's a process of uh, of evaluation, but it's it's a process of it's almost like stepping stones. Hey, like which path are we? Oh, yeah, we don't need to go there. Let's go here, right? So it's a I just sense it's a process of you've got your knowledge base, you've got your experience base, you've got your intuition base, and you're pulling them together to assess. And through trial and error in a very short period of time, we figure out some answers. So, I mean, to me, that's those are all the steps of a proficient uh, professional in the in the industry we're in. To me, the the the, the highest alarms. <laughs> would come off if somebody was uh, a know-it-all or they have all the answers or they know exactly what's right for you. They've already figured it out. To me, those are all red flags. So to the listeners out there, <laughs> if you're if you're dealing in the professional world of, of pain management or dealing with, you know, looking for solutions with your physical therapist or um, working with Ashley or any kind of trainers, Please be wary of anybody who acts as if they have all the answers, whether that's with fitness or nutrition. Um, you know, there's no one size fits all. And to Ashley's point, the fact is that we don't, we as professionals can't see everything. We can see movement patterns. We can see resistance to moving naturally. So we're taking all that information and making educated determinations of, okay, you know, it looks like this is too heavy. Oh, this looks too light. Let's try this. Let's try that. And, and simultaneously, we're also taking into account the psychological makeup of the person who we're dealing with. Like, what's their threshold for pain? What What's their tolerance? Are they somebody who pushes themselves? Are they somebody who who's more like reluctant and holds themselves back? So there's a lot of decisions that have to be weighed when we're helping somebody, it's not just like, oh, we have the answers, you need to be taught, and, and that's the way it goes. Instead, what you did, Ashley, with me is, is is very similar to how I help people. I have a lot of answers, I have a lot of expertise, but I don't know everything. Specifically, most importantly, I don't know what the person is experiencing. And so as a result, what I have to do, what I do in my profession is I ask a lot of questions. Hey, how's that feel? What's that like? Do you notice anything? No, no pain. Okay, great. Let's try there. Oh, that doesn't work. Okay. What was that? Oh, really exhausted. Hmm, headache, dizzy, not so good. <laughs> right. So we're we're constantly making these evaluations. And so I felt like in our time together, you did all of those things, right? You're, 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 you're using your skills in, a, in, with humility and with listening so that the person who's being taken care of has, it develops a trust that they're like the healthy kind of trust, not like abandonment trust where, where they're like, well, you're the expert, just tell me what to do. No, no, no. This is a this is a dynamic. This is a relationship. This is you need to be able to express yourself so that I can understand where you're coming from. And I felt like you did all of those things really well. So thank you. Oh, well, you are so welcome and thank you for those words. Um 
I'm just going to share this with with you and the listeners. I actually receive praise the best through um, words, like words of affirmation. That is my mm. love language, and so mm-hmm. hearing that it like brings me the greatest joy. And so it's it's really exciting to see. And um, I also love the fact that when you are working with your clients, you are having that dynamic conversation because the reality is, again, pain is pain is unique to yourself and we can't see it as professionals as 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 knowledgeable and as expert as we are we can't see everything and so being able to communicate with the person and if you are even working with professionals like my, myself or Rebecca or even anyone else that you're trying to converse with when it comes to dealing with your pain or any of your problems um having that communication line, being able to say, this makes me feel better, worse or the same, and having this affect yourself is really going to be crucial to your recovery and return back into your life. And so I'm so glad, Rebecca, that you're able to implement that into yourself. And I'm glad that you enjoyed that um, about our session, about our interactions, because it's a two-way street. I think it gets very, very challenging in the world where there's so much technology. There's so much information. Um, everyone's rushing. There's so much noise in this world. And what ends up happening is that our communication skills or communication ability can somewhat decline um, to no fault of anyone. It was kind of just like the change of the times. And mm-hmm. when you are working with a professional like us, it is important to be able to open up that communication, tell people how you feel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll tell you, in it, this ability to communicate and be able to combine intuition, knowledge, skill set, and the information that is being presented, uh, that didn't happen overnight. If we met, say, 10 years ago, I would be going by the book. And uh, you probably experienced this yourself, is that as you develop your new skill set, you want to implement into everything. But then as you are seeing person after person, you'll see what works, what doesn't work. And then so you start to actually combine your own experiences into what you're seeing in front of you. And that actually allows us to come uh, and and reach some conclusions a little bit faster, but then also allows us to, um, in essence, it might actually result in us kind of removing some things from our repertoire because we realize that even though one technique or one, uh, what is it, intervention is uh is bragged about or touted to be really effective you go through and you try multiple attempts and it doesn't seem to help the question that we do ask is is this truly effective or is this not effective or not effective with the person that we're working in front of us and um, ultimately when you are working with someone or even yeah when you are working with a clinician or even like a, a personal trainer like rebecca we're looking at you like a human being, you are an individual person and you're unique to yourself. And so everyone brings something very different to the table. And so instead of having to say uh, a very cookie cutter approach where it's like, okay, let me ask you a few questions, AKA, let me ask you like two or three questions and then just give you this whole program. It becomes very, very challenging. And I think that's one of the really great qualities, Rebecca, for you as a, as a coach to be able to coach people through uh, a lot of different aspects of their life, go and helping them uh, love themselves in the mirror and help them overcome that courage and fear. Um, Mm -hmm. Rebecca, let's talk about the future for you. Um, You now have the tools that that we've shared together and you have this hope that you can do everything. Um, And so there's a saying um, and it's used throughout um, all different health 
and wellness professionals where um, a healthy person has a thousand dreams and a non-healthy person only has one dream to accomplish and that is to get healthy and pain is a part of health. And so now that you have the tools, you have a little bit more of that hope. Let's talk about your, your thousand dreams. What's on the horizon for you? What are you looking most forward to? Oh, wow. Yeah. So great. Yeah. You know, right now I have three main priorities in my life. I have the priority of my health, which is always has to stay number one, because I find that when my health starts to deteriorate in any way, it affects everything. So health is always number one. And for me, I really do lead with mental health because I've dealt with depression and anxiety and really my consistency story is all wrapped up into uh, the great advice of a doctor when I was about 22 that said, hey, you want less anxiety in your life, less depression in your life, you should be exercising six days a week. So I know that I have a tendency to veer off my mental health path when uh, when I'm not taking care of myself. So movement is very important for me. And that's why this pain story is so important to me because it's the, um, it's the linchpin that, uh, you know, well, it was actually the stopping point that was bottlenecking a lot of my progress because when I experience pain, well, then it's harder to move. And if I can't move, then my mental health starts to deteriorate. And once that happens, then everything feels uncertain, right? My relationships with my kids, with my, my, with my husband, with my clients, everything feels more edgy. And so it's, it's a real bottleneck. It was a real bottleneck. But now that that's been released, now my movement patterns and my, my uh, sort of what had become a resistance to movement because you never know what's around the corner. Am I going to cause more pain? You know, all that fear that gets caught up into that was stopping me. So as far as what's on my horizon, it's, 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 it's the, the release of that fear, right? So now that that has that, that log jam has been cleared and I can start my, my river flowing again (laughs) is key. So the, 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 the mental health, physical, spiritual health starts to generate more energy and more positivity and more hope. Then that translates into my second priority, which is my family. And that is around building in our household, the freedom of feeling like we can our authentic selves so that nobody feels like they have to be less and everybody feels like they're getting a fair shake in all dynamics. And, uh, you know, that's a challenge with such a wide age range. And, you know, you're talking to people at very different cognitive levels. So that's always a fun uh, challenge. So that family dynamic of trust, love, you know, I'm really committed to expressing the love languages that my family most responds to simultaneously learning how to get my love languages met. And um, so that's all big, really important. And then in which it gets side note because of COVID and us being uh, in a fairly small space for a family of six, we live in 1300 square feet. And, um, you know, where my kids once have memories of having their own bedrooms, now they have to share. And so it's created a whole host of stress having to be sort of cloistered for two years on Zoom only school and it all that comes with that technology issues, all of that. And so it's uh, the kind of constraints that actually force growth and uh, have allowed us as a family to grow. But I still want to continue 
continue to broaden that um, that you know that uh, that love and broaden that circle so that we can all feel like we have a space in that 1300 square feet. And then my third priority is really my business. You know, I've been doing personal training here for you know about the time frame that we've known each other about the last six years. And, um, and, and it's very enriching and very rewarding for me because I really thrive on these one-to-one relationships because it is all about listening and I get to, um, really, uh, sort of attend to people in ways that they don't even expect because, you know, they're coming to me thinking I'm a personal trainer, which I am. Um, they come to me, you know, with thoughts around their food habits, which we do attend to. But really, it's it's that whole, you could call it holistic, you can call it whole life. It's this, this bigger perspective, like, yeah, but how do all of these things fit together? Like, why are you struggling to, uh, you know, work out? Why are you struggling to eat well? What else is going on in your life, right? So, you know, attending to the whole person and the relationships and helping them move through that super fun, super rewarding. And yeah, that growth potential just keeps um, he keeps getting bigger and bigger. So that's like a known entity for me. But now what I'm entering into is this new space. So I just created this group called Consistency for Results. It's actually a program. And it's a year-long program designed to help people build consistency around self-care. So we're talking movement, empowered eating, and stress management. And I'm so excited. I've got my first group here. We're kind of wrapping it into the storyline of climbing a summit. So we've just left base camp in the last last week and we're just getting legs of our trip right every day you just you just go on a hike you know you don't you're not sitting around the campsite drinking coffee and looking at news for 3 hours you know you're not lying in the tent and hiding because you don't want to face the day no you know what we've got to we've got to get to another point we have somewhere to go we have something to do let's get up and move and so helping people with that accountability a story that they can connect with, having the group support. And um, really for me, progress, I really think has three really important components. And the people I help with the consistency, number one, it needs to be fun. If, 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 if the fitness, eating, stress management thing isn't fun, <laughs> who's going to show up, right? So we make it fun, number one. Number two, kindness. We have to be kind to ourselves and each other through the process. So really helping people engage with that community aspect so that they're supporting each other and they get the positive aspects of that affirmation. And then number three is the accountability. And that's my part where I come in and uh, obviously the fun part is in the videos, but the accountability, they're logging their progress over time. And, and then I get to comment about them showing up for themselves, help support them in that process and help them build a story for where they want to be in a year. What does that look like to them? Right. You know, some people, they want a 5k. Some people just want to be able to go on a five mile hike. Some people really just want to get their stress under control so that they're not so attached to their device and just this, this emptiness that comes from when you don't have this realness in your life. So the program, even though it's designed around movement and eating and stress management, ultimately everybody has their own story 
and everybody has their own journey, but we're going on it together. So I'm really excited about that. It's it's a quarterly program, meaning you get in on a quarterly basis. The next one leaves uh, base camp on January 15th. And um, so we're going to go through a year's journey together and just start to navigate the ups and downs, right? Because we all think that fitness is this nice linear line that we should be able to achieve. And when we don't achieve that, we think, oh, we failed. And actually, no, that's just all part of it, right? Like if you literally were going up on a hike, you know, you might get blisters and then you have to stop and change your shoes or put some band-aids on. You might run out of water and then you need to go find some. They, they, there's all sorts of things. You could sprain your ankle and have to use a crutch. There's all sorts of things that could stop us, but ultimately we still need to go. We still need to stay as a group. We still need to uh, be committed, right? So helping people generate commitment around their self-care so that they feel good about the process. And in the same time, having tons of grace, right? Tons of grace for the fact that there's ups and downs of life. Some things we can control and learn from. Some things are outside of control. And we learn from that by learning to be okay with ourselves and not be so hard on ourselves. So it's just a fun process of building that consistency. And then what happens is over time, we build self-trust, we build success, we build confidence, and then that strength. And it's... Um, it's all designed to help you succeed. So that's my future. My future self is wrapped up into a lot of uh, self-care, family care, and the care of my clients. I love that. Um, I really do. And it seems like the the fun, kindness, and accountability, I think uh, we all really need that. Um, we, we need a little bit more of that, especially with how fast and how noisy our lives can be. And so um, I know that you currently have one cohort going right now during the for this quarter, and you have another one running January 15th. So for the folks who are listening and they're like, you know what, I think um, I would love to take that journey with you, Rebecca. Um, what is the best way for people to get in contact with you to learn more about the program or even yeah. about yourself? Sure. If you go to thefittestme.net, I've got resources for personal training on there as well as group accountability. And, um, you know, the, the path is a little different. Uh, if it's, if it's one-on-one -on -one training you think you want, then we'd have a conversation to see how we would work together. What's the goal we're working after? If you're looking for that group accountability and you already know that, then what I'd wanted to have you do is click on a link to get you onto the presale list. So that when January, uh, basically January 1st comes around, you're going to be the first one to know about uh, how to sign up. And in the meantime, you've gotten some information that helps you have a better sense of what the program is about. All right. And so um, the link to Rebecca's site and all this will actually be found in the show notes. So um, you can go ahead and click on it in the show notes. Um, Rebecca. Thank you so much for your time. I know that you're busy uh, with your, your family, your husband, and your business. So I'm so appreciative of the time that you've taken out of your day to share your story uh, with me and also the listeners too. And so um, thank you so much. And I'm excited for everything that's come for you. And I'm really looking forward to staying in touch. Thank you. And can I say one last thing? Yes. One last thing I just want to say is that and I know we already talked about it, but just the if there was a takeaway I want your listeners to remember is that there's always hope and that whatever they're going through in terms of pain, 
that the hope is is mostly wrapped up into actions that you can take as individuals and that the more you start to see yourself as an agent of that solution as opposed to seeing the solution as being external to you the better off you're going to be because you you're building a mindset of instead of there's an answer seeing it more as I wonder what 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 am I looking for and what are some possible answers and then sort of testing them out, right? So if you've thought about surgery, for example, is that is that the answer? Well, I would propose you instead of be thinking about that, think about what are your spectrum of answers. And then once you start doing that, you broaden your mindset around it to see yourself as capable of determining what the best solution is for you, as opposed to leaving that in the hands of some expert. So see yourself as an integral part of your solution. And that integral part is you deciding what works best for you. And and along the way, know that hope is huge. So anything you can do to to create little steps that will generate a lot of to what Ashley's saying that uh, that stress response we have, you know, that tightening and then our 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 reaction to our pain becomes heightened as you engage with your hope. What's going to happen is your pain response is going to reduce because you're just more free, you're more relaxed, you're not as stressed. So that alone is going to help take care of some of your pain. So I encourage you to give Ashley a try if you're on the fence, because he is going to walk you through simple steps that you can take. And as a result, you're going to see results very quickly. And you're going to see that the the fears of having to get into surgery and stuff are probably unfounded. And that instead, that through some very simple steps on a daily basis, you can actually change your life. So I root for you, have hope, find solutions, be an agent of your change, and um, and give Ashley a try. Thank you. I love that. Thank you so much for tuning in. We hope you got some help from today's podcast. And for more info, check us out at ifixyoursciatica.com. Have a fantastic and pain-free day. No patient-therapist relationship is formed by listening to this podcast. We are not providing medical advice, and all information should be confirmed by a medical provider. At Highland, we're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.